Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Hey, welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. Jason and David here. I'm Jason. I'm going to try to tell David don't say anything for the rest well, of the podcast. Well, I have to say something because we're both on <laughs> AirPods. We're, we're not in front of our typical microphones. We're I on know. AirPods. Is it EarPods yeah. or AirPods? I don't, I don't it? know. It's AirPods, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it it's, is. We're traveling. We're actually in Toledo, Ohio. I'm, I'm in a hotel room right now looking over the Toledo Mud Hens. Uh, minor league park and apparently that's the minor league team that that has more fans than just about any other minor league team in the nation okay but jason what has that got to do what are we talking about today let's get to the point yeah here. but that's are you important. kidding me we're, we're nobody players. cares about that i i think they all do uh so today we're talking about the four keys to entrepreneurial success okay okay that's uh, more I, like it i actually saw these four keys online and i just grabbed them and i'm like you know what i like them i just wanted to throw them out there and i want to talk about these things because if you live in America, in this free country where we have opportunities for advancement, and you exhibit these four qualities, then you can crush it in business. By the way, so, you may have grabbed them offline, but everything derives, if it's good, it comes from God. It says all good things oh, come yeah. from the Lord. You can pull these things out of scripture. And in me, even, I guarantee we're just going to riff. Jason's going to lead this. I'm going to give some color. There's plenty of scripture that's going to back up this kind of stuff. Right. So let me let me just go ahead and dive right in. So the four four keys to entrepreneurial success. Number one, the ability to learn and uh, the ability and desire to learn. Okay. The yeah. ability and desire to learn, like it's a growth mindset. I remember mm. when I was playing pro ball, now that I'm looking over here at the stadium, this has a context. I remember playing pro ball um and our bus typically didn't leave for the uh, from the hotel if we were on the road until about three or four o'clock and and when we were home obviously we didn't have a bus we didn't have to be at the field till four o'clock so we had all that time from the time you woke up until 4 p.m to do with whatever you want right obviously we didn't have our nights and so i just remember thinking well shoot you know, uh, all these, this is right when, right after Nintendo came out and, and uh, Sega Genesis was a big thing. So the guys used to travel with their actual Sega Genesis and plug it into the TVs in the, in the hotel rooms. You are so old. Really funny, man. Cause we didn't have cell phones and all that stuff. It, well, we did have Walkman. Remember the Walkman and CDs had yeah. just come out, which was, which was interesting. So anyway, I remember saying to myself, man, I don't want to just sit there and play video games. Like I got to get, get ahead in life and I've got to, I've got to, I've got to like grow. And, uh, and so I didn't realize that then I had a growth mindset. So I, I actually earned my master's degree in counseling during that time. And you know what, that really helped. It, it was about 20 years before it really did. But, you know, about three years ago, my wife and I started our, our marriage coaching business for entrepreneurs. and. I use my my degree all the time. Now, wh when did I get that? I got that during those three years of pro ball when everybody else was playing video games, but I decided to take that time 
to grow and move forward. So if you've got an ability and a desire to learn, like a, a hunger and a thirst to learn and a growth mindset, then you're an entrepreneur yeah. who is ultimately going to have success. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Uh, so I didn't get my master's while I was in pro ball, but I did read Rich Dad, Dad was Poor a Dad. sissy. Yeah. Well, no, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read The Millionaire Next Door. I never played a video game. I didn't do any of that stuff. And that all came back to us whenever we started building and growing businesses. But, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about this in Ezra chapter seven. Check this out. I, I think this is awesome how a growth mindset in terms of studying, learning, like advancing yourself. I mean, even Jesus knew the scriptures and the disciples. These were men that knew the scripture. They knew the word. Listen to what it says in Ezra chapter seven. Ezra was a priest and back in the Babylonian captivity when he came back. Uh, during Nehemiah's time to uh, help set up the temple. Listen to this. In Ezra chapter 9, it said this, 9 and 10. On the first day of the first month, he began to go up from Babylon. and, And on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem. For the good hand of his God was on him. For Ezra, now listen, do you want God's hand on you? It said the good hand of God was on him. Why? Look at verse 10 of Ezra 7. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of God, to do it, and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. Do you see that? Learn, do, teach. That's the pattern. The hand of God was on Ezra because Ezra had dedicated himself to a growth mindset, to learning, to consuming the content that he needed to consume, which was the scripture, the law of his God, so that he could not only teach it, but in the middle, he said, so he could do it. And I love that because that is a great goal for entrepreneurs. You need to be a learner, but not just so that you can make money, just not just so that you can build a business, but so that at some point you can hand that business off. At some that's point right. that you can teach other people how to do that business, right? That's right. That's that's what you want to do. So that's number one, the ability and desire to learn. Number two, a strong sense of urgency. Ooh. A strong sense of urgency. This is very important. I remember when David and I were building our company back to 20 years ago and we started off with just a tiny little system because we we had read the book uh, the e-myth on how most businesses fail in the first five years because of a lack of systems and a lack of an entrepreneurial mindset and so i really went voraciously i kind of took the lead on building the system while david focused in on marketing and sales and valuations and so but i remember building out this system it was a simple word document for each of our properties because we were selling real estate so i had a word document with all these this information on a, on about a, a particular property and then it was hyperlinked from an excel spreadsheet that had a list of all of our banks along with the the uh the address of the property so i'd, I'd go to the address of the property click this little hyperlink and then it would open up that word document for the particular property we hosted that on a server so that any of us who were in the office could have access to it. Well, then I discovered a really cool online way to do all of that stuff. So we moved that system over into an online database. And it took me probably 10 years to fully perfect that system. But I remember waking up in the middle of the night on lots of nights with ideas for that system. And and so I, I would wake up and I would jump on my computer and I would start doing all sorts of stuff. And I just had this overwhelming sense of urgency. If we get yeah. this right, it's going to be good. If we get this yeah. right, it's going to be good. And you know what? Seven years in, so it took me probably 10 years to perfect it, but seven years in, 
we had 100 offices in 35 different states. Yeah. And so then, you know, it took me another three years to continue to perfect it. But that's what happens with a strong sense of urgency. I was like, we've got to do this thing. It's got to yeah. happen. It's got to happen now. Yeah. Even from a Christian perspective, I think about anytime I hear a sense of urgency, I think about young David, the shepherd boy going to the battle lines. And when he hears Goliath, it automatically peaks his spiritual like, wait, hold on a second. Like there's a spiritual urgency that hits. And he's like, who is this man, this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the people of God, the armies of the living God? And then he he like asks around, what's to be done for the man that's going to take this dude out? All of a sudden he gets this urgency in his spirit. And then his big brother, Eliab, is like, what are you doing down here? Don't you know there's evil in your heart? You just came down here to see the, the battle. And then David responds with something I think that is so important. He said, is there not a cause? Like that's the King James Version. That's the original. I love the way it says. He says, is there not a cause? In other words, is there not a cause? Is there not some urgency here to where I should leave the sheep and fight this man? Is there not a cause to where you, Eliad, the older brother, should be fighting him? Is there not a cause that Saul should not be sitting in his tent but should actually be fighting Goliath, you know, that spiritual urgency. And I really sense right now, there's a spiritual urgency in our nation, especially for Christian business owners, that we need to be self-sustaining and self-sufficient. We need to be the salt and the light in the marketplace because big business has sold its soul to do the works of Satan. We're looking at Target. We're looking at all the stuff that American Airlines and Starbucks and PayPal and everybody's pushing. Well, we have to be salt and light. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause for us to be phenomenally excellent at our service and then at the same time to use it for kingdom impact? There is a time and the time is now. So I love this whole sense of urgency. Yes, your sense of urgency should totally be tied to the vision that you have that you want to accomplish, your vision, your mission, your what and your why. What do we want to accomplish? Why do we want to accomplish it? Let that be a sense of urgency for you. Now, you have to keep that at bay. Remember, that could cause you to work a hundred hours a week when you've got, you know, three small kids in the house. Like that's not, the, yeah. no, listen, you need to feel a sense of urgency for being with your kids and being a yep. fully present dad or a fully present mom for sure. But when the kids are asleep, you know, and, and you've already got your time with your, your spouse, then when you do have that time to j- dive into work, there really needs to be that sense of urgency. Yeah. And, and when you have that, you can get more done in an hour than you could in eight hours without urgency. Yeah, that's so right. You need that sense of urgency. Number three, you need strong communication skills. You need strong communication skills. The worst thing in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. I forget who said that. I used it in one of my books. But the worst thing about communication is the illusion that it's taken place when you think that you're communicating, but you're not. Because what happens is, and I got this from John Gordon, in the absence of communication, negativity fills the void. That's right. So we have to learn as it, as an entrepreneur, if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you got to know how to communicate. The I think best thing of, that's no, go, go ahead, ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say the you, best, you the best thing that's, that's ever helped me in communication is emotional intelligence. We need to do a whole podcast on emotional intelligence, but the four quadrants of emotional intelligence are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. When you are self-aware, you know the emotions that are going on inside of you. You are you are self-controlled, which means you know how to manage your own emotions. Then you're socially aware, which means you're paying attention to other people and how they're feeling. 
then you can manage that relationship. And how do you manage the relationship? You do it through communication. You learn how to talk to people. You learn what their cues are. You know, you learn what certain things that you can say and what you can't say. You you really get into other people's worlds. You know, for David and I, when we were building our, our business back in, you know, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, and we were flying all over the country going into these clients and meeting with them, we would literally walk around the room and you know, there's all these cubicles with just a ton of people who are working at the bank. David and I would stop in. We'd ask them their name. We'd get to know who their kids are. And, and uh, we remembered their names and we were writing stuff down and taking notes. But because we really cared about the people and when you care about somebody and, and the best type of communication you can ever have is looking at one of your clients or reaching out to one of your clients and saying, hey, how'd your son do on the game? You know, or, yeah. hey, how's your daughter doing? I know she broke her arm. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of communication shows you really care. And you do really care because you're a believer. You recognize that those people are the most important thing. And then yeah. when you put people first, profit then will chase you down. That's right. And, and the key with communication, there's a lot of keys. But one of the most important keys is you always value relationship over the transaction. And that will come out because if people think that you value the transaction more than the relationship, your communication is going to be like a noisy symbol and a loud gong, like the scripture says. That if you have all the, if you speak with tongues and prophecies and all this stuff, but you don't have love, it's just gross. It's just a, it's a noisy gong. It's a, it's a clanging symbol. So you really, as a business owner and in the marketplace, you've got to value relationship over the transaction. In other words, you can get what you want, but you don't want to lose the heart at the same time. Um, one of the best ways to be a good communicator is to be a good listener. This is something I've had to learn. Good gracious. I don't like to listen. I just wait my turn to talk again. And so one of the, one of the simple tricks when you're listening to, to listen is you got to just simply say, what I hear you saying is you need to be able to say that what I hear you saying is because when you say what I hear you saying, you're going to say what you think that they're saying. And then they'll probably say, well, actually, no, I mean this. And then you're like, ah, got it. Do you realize that little exchange right there makes you, makes them feel like you truly have listened and you got it. And when you get it, you actually have uh, it's social alignment. And that social alignment, you know, like uh, somebody leaves a meeting and you say, how did the meeting go? And they're like, it went great. What they're really saying is we've got alignment. They heard me. They listened. And that's communication. Yeah. So you have to be able to say, well, what I hear you saying is. And then they can correct and you say, got it. Or if you don't got it, well, I, I think you're saying. And then lastly, you can also use the words. I get this from Gabe Lyons. I really like how he communicates with Think Media. He says, help me understand. If, if you really think something should be different in business, if you're communicating with one of your employees or whoever it may be, you can and, and you're wondering, like, why did you arrive at this conclusion? Like, why did you choose to do this service or, or you know, however, whatever it may be? Um, it's help me understand. So you're you're putting them first. You're saying, hey, help me understand your thought process instead of coming down on them. Like, I can't believe you just did that because blah, 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 blah. It's like, stop, don't communicate. It's too early to communicate. You need to actually listen first. Hey, help me understand and then move forward. So the four keys to entrepreneurial success, key number one, you need a, the ability to the ability and desire to learn. Point number two, a sense of urgency, a strong sense of urgency. Point number three, you need good communication skills. And point number four, you need the ability to lead and delegate. Both of those go hand in hand, but you 
need the ability to lead. David and I always talk, and you probably have heard us say this ad nauseum. Leadership is the ability to create an appetite in another person. And the best way to create an appetite in another person is to live the life you want them to have. So as leaders, as entrepreneurs, we need to know how to lead people. And the best way to do that is to live the life that you want people to have, right? In Proverbs twenty two twenty six, train up a child in the way he should go. And in the end, he will not depart from it. The Hebrew phrase for train up means to touch the palate of. And the Hebrew moms, when they had their babies, they after they would nurse them, they begin to wean them and put them on food. What they would do is they would take fruits, vegetables, or whatever, and they would chew it up real fine. Then they would take a piece of that food out of their mouth, and they would touch the palate of the baby with that food. They take a piece of that food, they put it on their finger, and they touch the palate of their baby with that food. And that would create an appetite in the baby for that food. So when Solomon is writing this psalm, and he says, train up a child in the way he should go, which means touch the palate of your people, like create an appetite in them. And the best way to do that is to live the life that you want them to have. That ability to lead, to me, is the number one quality of an entrepreneur. And that's why I I truly believe that kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, biblical thinking entrepreneurs are the answer to the cultural ills that are happening today. Absolutely. We are the the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So we as the church in the workplace, we have got to be the ones to be the salt and the light. Um, Thinking about leadership and the ability to succeed through others. That was the, that's the beauty of Christ. He set up his kingdom by succeeding through others. He literally left at his height, 33 years old, and he just rose from the grave. He's like living and alive, having conquered death. He could have paraded himself around the city and done all of that, but he chose to succeed through others. That is great leadership. That's true discipleship. John Maxwell said, the greatest leaders hand off the baton at top speed. Like, are you discipling? Are you replicating yourself in that next generation? What does it look like for you in terms of your succession plan or even in your own role and in your job that you've got as the entrepreneur? I'm sure you probably have some daily tasks and recurring obligations that you've got to do every single week or month. Who do you have coming behind you? Like you, because what the goal is, is to eventually get better people in place than even you. And what you then do is you lead outside of all the daily tasks. And so you want to succeed through others. And that's one of the ways that you can get out of the business and start working on the business instead of being just simply trapped in it. That does remind me of the three most powerful questions that a leader can ask in terms of his daily tasks. If you you find yourself getting inundated with daily tasks, but you know you're a leader, you know you've got the responsibility to lead, what you need to ask yourself with every task that you do. What can I automate? What can I delegate? And what can I eliminate? Automate, delegate, eliminate. Ask yourself that question. Go through every single one of your tasks. If you're having a hard time with it, bring some of your other core leaders or maybe even your spouse in and have them go through that with you. Automate, delegate, eliminate. But a leader knows how to lead and knows how to delegate. So those are the four keys to entrepreneurial success. The, the ability to learn, the ability and desire to learn, a strong sense of urgency, great communication skills, and the ability to lead and delegate. If you do that and you live in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, you can succeed as a 
entrepreneur as an entrepreneur yeah see i okay. screwed that up i'm not an that's english good. major hey we need to do own it or loan it you got one off the top of your head because I, I think i might have one yeah own it or loan it on clouds those shoes yeah uh i mean i don't like the way they look but i'd own it because i like walking around the block with Lori. so yeah i'll own it i'll own a pair all right i can say i would loan it except for the one um the one model they have called the Cloud Nova. So thank me later. Go to On Cloud, Cloud Nova. Those are the coolest walking, uh, running shoes that there are. Are they so comfortable? On that. Did you try yeah, one? Yeah, I've got some on right now. I'm sitting here looking at them. Uh, Cloud okay. Tech. <laughs> okay, now we're wasting people's time. Listen, this was a quick one. Thank you guys for putting up with the fact we did not have our podcast microphones, but we did have our ear slash airpods not sure which ones yeah. they are um but uh mm. subscribe rate review send this out to some friends hopefully this will be a blessing to them and you know until we get to see you again own that business own that marriage own those kiddos the relationships and and uh let's just be expert owners god bless you guys all right see you i've been really really feeling Hit it, hit it.